It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Good to see everyone that's here, uh, visitors and church members and friends and family. It's just a blessing to see every person that's in the house of God this morning. We've had a good uh, start to the day. We had a, a great sunrise service. And we appreciated that and felt the Lord. Just had a great Sunday school class. Uh, felt the Lord in that. Enjoyed it a lot. And uh, it's wonderful. And we want to welcome everyone that's here this morning. Thank you for coming. And it means a lot to us that you're here. It pleases the Lord to allow us to be here. And so I want to read uh, some passages of Scripture uh, from the 28th chapter of the book of Matthew. I want you to pray very earnestly. We'll just read this and have a short word of prayer and then uh, turn over to the choir. Uh, but let's pray this morning for this entire service. Uh, Matthew 28 and 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it was beginning to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. Behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. Listen to this. He is not here. He is risen. As he said, come and see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And I praise God that he's alive. He rose from the dead. And because he lives, we can live also. And what a... What a wonderful, I don't know a better subject that I've ever encountered than the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And so let's all stand for just a moment uh, as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the resurrection. Thank you, Lord, that you gave your son to come and uh, become a man and walk among us and go to the cross and die. And, uh, Lord, in the grave three days and three nights and then to raise again from the dead and to ascend back into heaven and because Lord because you live uh, we know that we have eternal life in us because we've trusted you God we pray today for this service we ask you to bless us and help us uh, bless each one according to every need God I know you're able to do that and God help us to have a powerful service that the Holy Spirit speaks to people's hearts God we ask you this and we praise you in Jesus name and amen you may be seated we turn the service over to Brother Taylor and the choir
page 31. 31.
It's sure good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I want to say again, thank God for every person that's here. Uh, visitor, uh, and if that didn't cover it, whoever you are, I'm glad you're here. And I uh, thank the Lord for the singing this morning, uh, for the choir singing and a uh, special song. and uh, What a blessing it is to be in God's house and to be able to feel the warmth and the presence of God and feel the great love and uh, to be uh, talking about and thinking about and singing about the resurrection. Praise God for the resurrection. And uh, uh, it's just good to be here this morning. Let's just all stand for a moment. Everybody has an unspoken prayer request this morning. Might just raise your hand and show it by that. Amen. Look like all the hands in the house. Now, if you have a, a prayer request or even a testimony on your heart, something that God's wanting you to say, you go ahead and feel free to do that right now. Sure, sure will, Mike. We'll do both those things. Appreciate that. Remember those, church. Pray for Brother Mike and his newly born granddaughter. Someone else. Amen. Amen. Appreciate those words. Anyone else? Amen. Brother Bill said, pray for conviction. Yes, pray for God's Holy Spirit to speak to people's hearts this morning. Please do that. Anyone else? Amen. Amen. Well said. I'm, and I'm glad you said that and couldn't, couldn't have said it that good. I couldn't have. Thank you for saying that, and we thank Franzel for being here with us. Anyone else? Appreciate those words. Thank you for that. Anyone else? All right, we have a lot to pray for this morning. And uh, thank God we have a God that can hear and answer prayer. And he can hear us all pray at the same time. And there might be a thousand needs. And he can handle all those at the same time. Nothing hard for God. Let's just turn it all over to him and trust him this morning. Uh, let's follow him. Let's be willing to obey him this morning. Anyone else before we pray? If not, we ask Brother Billy Ray Thompson to lead us in prayer.
and I appreciate that prayer and uh, let's just keep praying and uh, who'd feel like singing this morning if you have a song on your heart feel like singing please do that please obey the Lord God's given you something you're welcome Pray for him. Pray for We desire your prayers. Uh, this song come on my heart. And of course, right off the bat, the devil said, oh, that, don't, that song don't have anything to do with Easter. You can't sing that today. But uh, when I knelt down to pray over there, I uh, almost couldn't get a word out. God filled me up so good with his spirit, and, and uh, it just fits right in with this song. God knows what's on our heart. Even if I can't say it with this voice, God knows what I'm praying. Sometimes I talk to him Tell him everything that's wrong Sometimes I cry to him when I feel I can't go on Sometimes I bow my head And I just can't say a thing That's when Jesus He says to me you're still you, but I'm still me. You're still scared. 
I don't fear anything. You're still weak, but I'm still strong. You're still struggling, but I'm still on my throne. Sometimes a still small voice can be so hard to hear Sometimes the path we walk It seems anything but clear Sometimes just trusting Him Is the only hope I see that's when Jesus says, Child, lift up your head. That's all you'll ever need. You're still you, but I'm still me. You're still scared. Oh, but I don't fear. You're still weak, but I'm still strong. You're still struggling, but I'm still on my throne. You're still weak, well, but I'm But I'm still on my throne <clears throat> Sitting in the ashes Desolate alone All that he now it was gone But Job said, I know My Redeemer still lives And all he has taken Once more he will give I will rise from this place Covered with grace Claiming the victory For the trials I've faced I'll not see defeat For He's promised me That He will supply My
This trial's been long My way has grown dim And I've even wondered Just where God has been But just when it seemed That all hope it is gone He gives me grace and the strength to go on I will rise from this place Covered with grace Claiming the victory For the trials I've faced I'll not see defeat for he's promised me that he will supply my every need. That he will supply my every
come to die. The treasures of this world won't be a thing, but the joy in knowing Jesus will vanish all my fears, for he took away death's sting. In my hope of the precious Lamb of God, there is no
thank the Lord for that good singing. Thank the Lord for our young people. I appreciate being here today. Anybody else got something really stirring in your heart? If not, I want you to pray very earnestly. And I really need your prayers. And I'd like to look to the 20th chapter of the book of John. And uh, I want you to pray as I said. And I, I mean that with my whole heart. I need your prayers this morning. I always do. And I especially do right now. And so in the 20th chapter of the book of John, starting at verse 1, the first day of the week <clears throat> cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulchre, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Then she runneth, and cometh to Simon Peter and the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth, and the other disciple, and came to the sepulchre, so they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter, and he came first to the sepulchre. He, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then come a Simon Peter following him, and went unto the sepulchre, and seeth the linen clothes lie, and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulchre, and he saw and believed. Now listen to this verse, verse 9. For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home. And so that's enough reading. And uh, I want to use a, a text or a subject this morning. Uh, be sure you get the whole story. And I want you to really pray. And... Uh, as I was uh, reading this back, oh, maybe a week or so ago, and came across it, and uh, this verse uh, just uh, stood out to me. God just got my attention. Verse 9 there said, For as yet they knew not the Scripture that he must rise again from the dead. And I thought, well, his disciples, how could they not know the Scripture? And please understand, I'm not uh, criticizing those men. Uh, they were great men, but it just astonished me. And uh, God was just getting my attention. And, uh, you know, God's able to get our attention. And uh, it's amazing to me. Uh, I started preaching when I was uh, probably 20 years old, and I'm 75 years old now. And uh, read the Bible some in those years between those two dates. And, uh, but I can go over a scripture uh, that seems pretty familiar to me, and I can read it. And uh, maybe I, I've read it uh, maybe a hundred times or maybe a thousand times, but I come over it again, and God brings something out of it, and he says, look at this. And so it takes God uh, to open up the Scripture to us. And so I want to talk about uh, the information in the Bible about the resurrection. And I want to look back uh, into the, uh, the 17th chapter of the book of Matthew. Now, in Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, uh, there's a lot of evidence and a lot of statements, even from Jesus himself, that he's going to uh, die and be in the grave three days and three nights, and he's going to raise from the dead. And now here's one of those. Uh, Jesus and his disciples were in Galilee. This is in Matthew 17 and 22. And said, While they abode in Galilee, Jesus said unto them, The Son of Man shall be betrayed into the hands of men, and they shall kill him, and the third day he shall be raised again. And they were exceedingly sorry. And so uh, Jesus had told them and he'd retold them. And yet uh, when he was uh, crucified on the cross and 
then he was uh, put in what we call a borrowed tomb because he didn't need it long, just three days, three nights. It astounded uh, his friends and his loved ones and his disciples. It astounded them when they came uh, to the tomb and the tomb was empty. Uh, but, you know, uh, I'm not criticizing them uh, because I think if I would have been there in that spot too, uh, I would have been just as puzzled as they were. And so really want you to think about this. Uh, think about what uh, Jesus had said. He said, uh, men, uh, evil men, uh, they're going to crucify me. I'm going to be dead uh, three days and three nights in the tomb, but I'm going to rise again. And that's what we're here today to celebrate that he rose again. And so uh, someone, and as, even as I read that uh, passage in Matthew, and I thought about this earlier, someone might say, well, uh, those words of Jesus at that time weren't actually scriptures. When it said here, for as yet uh, they knew not the scripture, uh, at that point in time, uh, what they had for scripture was the old manuscripts of the Old Testament. And so uh, Brother Carl talked this morning along the same line of this, and he said there's some folks thinks that there's no evidence of the, the resurrection in the Old Testament. He said if they think that, they just haven't looked. Uh, that's about the way he said it. And I want to uh, mention a few of the uh, places in the Old Testament uh, that God has showed us and told us and told them about the resurrection. And uh, this is uh, close to some of the scriptures Brother Carl used in Sunday school right on the same track. This in the 53rd chapter of the book of Isaiah. And uh, in verse 8, chapter 53, says this, He was taken from prison and from judgment. Who shall declare his generation? It's easy to see that's prophesying and talking about Jesus Christ. It goes on, said, For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. Boy, I'm telling you what, it was for mine and your sins uh, that Jesus suffered and died on that old rugged cross. And so let's go a little farther. He made his grave with the wicked and the rich in his death. Well, how was that? Well, he was crucified between two thieves. And then when they took him down off the cross, uh, Joseph of Arimathea, uh, he had a, a tomb that had never been used. And uh, he bagged the body of Jesus, uh, he and Nicodemus. And they took Jesus and put him uh, in that tomb. But uh, he didn't need it long. Uh, he was only there three days and three nights. And he come out of there. And praise God, uh, when uh, Mary Magdalene and, and the disciples came down there and they found the stone rolled away and they could look in the tomb. And Brother Carl made this point. He said, I believe Jesus got up before the stone was ever rolled away. I expect that's right. I do know this one thing. The stone was not rolled away so Jesus could get out of the tomb. The stone was rolled away so we could look in the tomb. They could look in the tomb. They could see the tomb was empty. Uh, boy, uh, I had an opportunity, uh, Brother uh, Kenny Hall, Linda and I, and some more folks, we had an opportunity to make a trip to Israel about four years ago, and we went to the place of the skull. We went to the place where the tomb was at. I knew the tomb was empty, uh, but uh, I went in there. They let us go in there uh, uh, just a couple at a time, uh, and Linda and I went in there together. We looked around. I'm telling you what, I felt heaven move uh, just thinking about the tomb being empty. Uh, but before I ever went to Israel, I already knew the tomb was empty. I found out the tomb was empty when I was a 12-year-old boy. I got saved. I got born again. But let me go on with this a little bit and think about this. He made the, his grave with the wicked and the rich in his death because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Now listen to this. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. Uh, praise God. I'm telling you, uh, he suffered for me and you. And I believe this with all my heart. 
If I would have been the only sinner, or if any one of you would have been the only sinner, I believe that Jesus Christ would have still died because individually he loved us each one enough to die for us, and he did. He died collectively for all mankind, but he died individually and specifically for every man, woman, boy, and girl. And so it goes on down through here. And it said, when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. Listen to this. And I want to make this point. This makes it uh, here in Isaiah. We know he suffered in his body. We know he died a, a, a cruel and agonizing death on the cross. But this goes a step beyond that. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. That's more than the body. Uh, how was his soul an offering for sin? He became sin for us. Think about the agony. Uh, I think of that, Brother Jeremy, the agony that he must have felt uh, uh, when he took all that sin. How much sin was it? It's all of my sin, your sin, the whole world's sin. He became sin for us so he could deliver us from sin. Praise God. And said, when he made his soul an offering for sin. Now get this part. This is where I was really headed. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. Okay, this is talking about him dying. Uh, 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 praise God, he did die. He died an awful death. But after he died, uh, uh, said he, he could see his seed. He shall prolong his days. You have to come back to life in order to do that. You can't see your seed. You can't prolong your days if you're dead. But if you die and you raise from the dead, you can do that. And so Isaiah had a good picture of what was going on. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Listen, he shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. I'm telling you what, when God looked at the offering that Jesus Christ made on the cross, it satisfied the heart of God. And when Jesus looks into my soul today, he doesn't see any of my sin. Well, how's that? Because none of it's there. It's been washed away by the blood of the Lamb. When God looks into my soul or yours, anybody that's been born again, when God looks in there, he looks into a soul that's been washed in the blood of the Lamb, that's been made uh, free, that's been set free by the grace of God. And so what a wonderful God we've got that's able to do that. Now, I want to look back over in the New Testament. I want to go to the second chapter of the book of Acts. And I want you to think about this. And this on the day of Pentecost, and uh, Peter was preaching there to him on the day of Pentecost, Simon Peter. And he was telling them some things. And uh, there's a lot of scripture here. And we'll just try to uh, pick out a few of it maybe and just uh, say this. Here's some of the things he preached. Now, he said down here in verse uh, 23, this chapter 2, said, Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken. He's preaching uh, there to the people that crucified Jesus. He said, You've taken him, and by wicked hands have crucified and slain him, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death. See, Peter's preaching. He didn't stay dead. He got up from the dead. He said, Because it was not possible that he should be holding for it by death. And this is the part I wanted to get to. For David, now, King David, this was hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus died. But here's what Peter's preaching about David. He said, for David speaketh concerning him, concerning the Lord. He said, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. King David, hundreds of years before Jesus was even born and before he went to the cross, he said, I saw him before my face and I should not be moved. And here's what he went on. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope because, listen to this, 
Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou hast made me full of joy and of my countenance. Now, uh, those words are, are pretty similar uh, to the 16th chapter of the book of Psalms in verse 10. Uh, uh, praise God. David had some foreknowledge. He was a prophet. God let David see hundreds of years before Jesus was born. And let me go on what he said He's down here. Men and brethren, uh, verse 29. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher, his graveside, is, is still with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. And listen to this. He's seeing this before. Hundreds of years before, he's seen this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we are all witnesses. Well, you think about that. And yet, and still, it makes it even astonishing when we come back to that scripture I read to you there in the 20th chapter of the book of John. When, when the disciple went in there and said, For as yet he knew not the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. And, and I'm not criticizing that man. I'm telling you what, uh, it takes the Lord uh, to open things up for us. Uh, let me uh, share this with you. Uh, I'll just give you this. I'm uh, going to give it later, but it's come on my heart to do it right now. In the, in the last chapter of the book of Luke. Uh, the 24th chapter of the book of Luke. And this is about 40 days after Jesus had raised from the dead. He'd been with the disciples and he'd appeared to many. And he was getting ready to leave, but he was telling them some things. And so uh, down here uh, in verse uh, 40, he said, and he had, uh, when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they uh, yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, uh, have you here any meat? See, they had a hard time comprehending. They knew he'd been dead. They knew he'd raised from the dead. And uh, they, he was there with them. He showed them his hands and his feet. And they still had a hard time understanding. Well, he asked them, have you any meat? And they gave him a piece of uh, broiled fish and of a honeycomb. Uh, you say, well, preacher, uh, how could, he, uh, could he eat fish? And could he eat a honeycomb? He sure could, and he sure did. And, but listen, and he took it and did eat before them. Verse 43, now, let's go on here. And he said to them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. See, that was the story. They knew back then that Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, was going to be the Savior of the world. How'd they know it? By the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And then he comes down and he says this. And this is what I wanted to get to. Then he opened, then opened he their unbelief that they might understand the Scriptures. See, the Scriptures uh, that had been familiar to them, and they'd had them read, and they'd seen them in scrolls, and yet they had a hard time comprehending them, had a hard time understanding them. Getting back uh, to my text or my subject, make sure you got the whole story. How can you do that? It takes the Holy Ghost uh, to let you know the whole story. You can study the Scripture, and if you just get it in your mind, uh, it might be interesting to you, but it won't help you much. But if you let the Holy Spirit uh, instruct you in the Scripture, if you let God open up the Scripture to you, when he said that down here, uh, let me get this too, uh, where he said this, and I'll read this again. Then open he their understanding that they might understand the Scripture. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooves Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance 
and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And we are witnesses of these things. Uh, praise God, today the story is still being told. It's still going on. People are still getting saved. And let me uh, say this to you today, and I think this is one reason God wanted me to use the subject like I did. You might be here today. And maybe Satan's beating you up because he's saying to you, you don't understand enough about this. I'm telling you what, it takes God to give you the understanding. Be willing to trust God to get the whole story and you can have salvation in your soul. Be, let's stand and sing a song. That's probably enough preaching. Now listen today. We've got, a, uh, we've got a loving risen Savior. He raised from the dead and he's alive. And because he's alive, we can be alive. I got saved when I was 12 years old. You say, preacher, did you understand a lot about the Bible? Uh, no. <laughs> I thought I did, <laughs> but I really didn't. Uh, preacher, do you know all the Bible now? No, I just, I just know a little portion of it. Uh, every once in a while, uh, God comes through. He reminds me of how little I know. He shows me something uh, that I didn't know. And Carl, sometimes he'll show me something that looks real simple. And I'll say, why didn't I ever see that before? But it makes it uh, happy to me, Ronnie Martin. It makes me rejoice in it. It makes me appreciate the scripture that much more. Sing whenever you're ready. Somebody needs to come to Jesus today. If you've never been born again, if you've never trusted Jesus, as a savior of your soul, would you come and pray at the altar with us today? Boy, God loves us so much. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, whosoever, that means all of us, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do you want to have everlasting life? Do you want to go to heaven? Jesus told Nicodemus, except ye be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. It takes being born again to go to heaven. Please obey the Lord this morning. Please obey. Please obey the Lord this morning. Please obey. Well, I'm telling you, God knows our need this morning. And he knows how to supply that need. Oh, praise God today. Ask, ask him to pause just a little bit. I want to say this. and want you to get this. God knows our need. He sees our need. He can supply it. It's so simple and easy for God to supply our needs. But listen to this. God's not an intruder. He won't intrude on you. He won't come in against your will. He won't save anybody against their will. Even people that are saved by God's grace, God does not make us serve him. He sure doesn't. It's up to us. God give us a choice. Well, I'm glad one time when I was a lost boy. I'm glad when the gospel reached me and I saw I was on the way to hell. I'm glad I started seeking the Lord. And I tell this often. I was such a shy, bashful, backward young man. I... I couldn't, very easy, I did a time or two maybe, but it was hard for me. I couldn't, very easily, I couldn't get up in class and give an oral book report. I'd ask the teacher, just let me write it down. I don't care to read the book. I don't care to share with you my thoughts, but just let me write it down on a piece of paper. 
And sometimes they would, but once in a while teachers say, no, this is for you to develop your ability to communicate with people and so on. You need to be able to get up and tell the class and tell me what you learned from the book. And so when I would sit in church and the gospel was reaching me and God's Holy Spirit was calling, God was saying, come. I said, I can't, I can't. You know, God, you know how bashful I am, how shy I am. I, I can't even give a book report. I can't go to that altar. I just can't do it. And God said, yes, you can. And the preacher preached, we can do anything God wants us to. And I preach often, whatever God wants you to do, he'll help you do it. There's nothing that God asks of you to do that he won't help you do. God will help you today. If you're lost and you need to get saved, we're not, we're not going to ask you to make a speech. Nothing of the kind. But if you're lost and you want to come and pray, then please come. Boy, I'm telling you what, today, there's some folks here who needs to come to Jesus. I believe Brother Sean's got a song. I'm, I'm glad. Listen today, if you're lost and you need to get saved, come. Let me, let me say this to us that are saved. Are we where we need to be with God? Are we doing what God wants us to do? Are we in the spot God wants us to be in? <clears throat> let me tell you this, and I'm ashamed to tell this, but I need to tell it. It's part of my story. There was a time after I got saved that I got out of fellowship with God. I wanted to do my own thing. I wasn't interested that much in coming to church. I, I wanted to do some other things. And I wasn't out doing anything totally scandalous, but I was totally out of the will of God. Boy, I'm telling you what, that was a bad spot. I, I, I wasn't in a good place like that. I could not help my friends. I, I still had people I knew that was lost, and, and I, I, I wanted them to get saved. One time I was in church even in that situation, there was somebody there, and I thought, boy, they need to get saved. God said, if you really want them to get saved, why don't you try to live right? God said, you need to get in church and live right. And that's what Jesus was meaning when he said to his disciples and to the church, you're a city set on a hill, light that can't be healed. Let your light so shine that others may see your good works and uh, glorify the Father. Folks, if you've been saved by the grace of God, you need to be in church living for God, letting your light shine. Yeah. Sing whenever you're ready, buddy. Well, I've Listen. heard of some people who claim would you come today? Old time religion was real. Would you come today? So I said I'd go down the and take a look at the crowd. Listen. For it's just oh, this I love weak that mind that I feel. If you'd like to pray. So I walked up if the steps and life, I opened the door. You know, if you've never been born again. And the devil said, I hate to say it, but you're on your way to hell. I'm not judging you. That's just the truth of the Bible. If you're not saved, you're on your way to hell. You don't have the promise of tomorrow. And you might be a, a pretty good person. You can't go to heaven on being pretty good. The only way to go to heaven is to be born again. And if you've been born again, you need to be living for God. Everybody's got a job to do. Everybody's got a job to do. What's your job, preacher? Well, my job's to obey the Lord and live for it. What's your job? Your job's to obey the Lord and live for it. You need to come to church when it's church time. You need to keep the, keep the laws of God and obey God's commandments. When they you say, well, preacher, I'm just not that perfect. I'm not that good. Do your best. I'm telling you what. Everybody here can do their best. And we owe God everything. We ought not, we ought not be satisfied with ourselves to give him less than our best. Anybody here today, I'm not asking you to hold your hand up. Anybody here today, 
It's not in the spot where you're living for Jesus. Didn't talk Would like you come you today and get us? Let's get in. Let's get, let's get in together. But come on, folks. Got a hold Boy, somebody needs me. to come. I can feel it. Something I'm not trying to judge anybody. I'm not. But my heart's heavy this morning. I somebody needs to come to Jesus. Would you just turn it over to God and come God. and get in? Let Something God have his way. Call on the Lord me. this morning. Now I Call sat on. in my Would seat you just thinking it all. Please come. When they all started Amen. Praying, yeah. Amen. The fire fell Listen. from heaven. I knelt Listen. to the floor. Come on. I prayed there that God have his way. Amen. Boy, that's right. And now Praise God. I know there's no Please come. Need just to step out and let's go to the altar together. For I got an experience If you go to the altar and pray, when you get through, if you want to go back to your seat, that's up to you. It as long as I live. Let me ask you a question. I found that salvation is to us that are saved here. Do you remember how good it felt right after you got saved? Something when you were excited, you were living for the Lord, trying to get you friends and you loved ones to come to Jesus. You wanted them to have what you've got. Remember how good that felt? You go to church and feel God's spirit bubble up in you? Well, ask this question. Is it still like that? Is it still that way? I, I'm telling you what, uh, when I first got saved, my first thoughts was, I, I want my friends to get what I've got. And some of them, I'd, God even shines was, I'd tell them, I'd go, oh, I, I got saved and I feel so good. And uh, buddy, if you haven't been saved, you need to get saved. And so God let me share that. Uh, I didn't have a big fancy uh, story to tell them, but all I could do is just give them my testimony. Well, everybody, everybody that's been saved has got a testimony. And everybody that's been saved has got a light. And he said, let it shine. It's there. It's already lit up. But uh, you just need to uh, obey the Lord, and that'll let it shine. Let me make another uh, request of you today. If you're here today and you've been saved by God's grace and uh, God wants you to join this church, the doors is open, uh, we're still extending the invitation uh, to the lost and those that's out of fellowship with God, those that need to move up closer to God. But also along with that, if you're here and you're saved and God's put on your heart to join this church, uh, please do that day. We want you and we need you. And if God wants you here, we want you here. Well, by all means, sing one more song. Don't want to hold you too long. I know a lot of, a lot of things going on today. But in my heart, there's a longing. I, you know, I don't know anybody's heart. But it's, it's astonishing to me. I'm just being honest. It's astonishing to me that we don't have an altar full of people today. Because I've got numerous burdens for folks today. If God's speaking to people like it seems to me like he is, I don't know why they tell him no. obey the Lord. If God's calling you, you come. Please obey the Lord. Please come. Please obey the Lord this morning. Would you just put personal pride aside?
personal feelings aside obey the Lord by faith just say yeah Lord God you've done so much for me and I love you and I'm going to try to do a little something like you're asking me to I'm going to try to follow you Lord will you do that this morning just put God first please obey the Lord don't worry about the crowd they'll just pray for you God's calling, it's your move. I said about all that's on my heart, but my heart's still very heavy. And I believe God is still greatly calling and saying to some, come, come, come. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He said, I'll give you rest. I will give you rest, not maybe. songs, wonderful singing. Thank you for your prayers and your wonderful attention this morning. Well, I appreciate being here. I've gone as far as I can feel impression. Uh, anything else on anybody else's heart? Something that God's given you to do or say? If not, just be seated for a minute and we'll give away for the announcements. be a bridal shower and that'll be April the 30th at 2 o'clock. That's for Lexi Himmert. That'll be here in the fellowship hall. She is registered at Amazon and at Target. And there is a revival at Lighthouse Baptist Church and that will be Friday, May the 13th. Uh, Brother Cooper will be preaching that night. And Saturday, May the 14th, Denny Hunter will be preaching. And then both services Sunday, Jordan Martin will be preaching that. So let's remember that. Um, there's going to be a skating party, and that's for all ages. Um, that's going to be at Edgewood. That is on April 30th, so that's Saturday, April 30th. Um, if you haven't, let me know if you're able to come. Please let me know today. There Pleasant View Church is the one that's putting this on, and they're wanting a ballpark number from us about how many people we'll be bringing from Lima. So please let me know. And also next Sunday night is the night, the last Sunday of the month, and we're going to be, the youth is going to be staying after our evening service out in the fellowship hall. And also if you are a youth ages 6th grade and up, if you could just meet me over here up front after church for just a couple of minutes, I just want to tell you something. Got a thank you note. Uh, this is from the family of Pam Anderson, who recently passed away. We would like to express our sincere gratitude to everyone who contributed to Mom's funeral. Whether you sang in the choir, made food, sent flowers, or prayed for us, your love and kindness will never be forgotten. Mom wasn't a member here, but she loved this church and the people here, and was thankful her children had a good church to go to. Love the family of Pam Anderson. 
I'll put this on the board if you'd like to look at it. Anyone else got anything? I don't want to overlook anybody. Okay, remember service time tonight. We are still having service time at 6 o'clock tonight. You're sure welcome to come back if you can. I sure thank the Lord for you that are here this morning. And, and please let me encourage you, if you can, come back. And uh, uh, if you haven't been here for a while and you're here now, or well, just thrills us. If you're here all the time and you're here now, it thrills us. We need everybody in the house of God. And there's a spot in the house and in the work of God that no one else can do but you. That's you. You've got a spot that's yours. It's unique. And uh, nobody else can be you. There's one thing I can do better than anybody else for the Lord. And that's be me. And uh, I might not have a lot of talents, but I can do my best for the Lord. And I'm the only one that's me because God made us all as unique people. You are the only one that's you. Nobody else can take your place. And so uh, please come, give that some thought. And uh, again, thank you for being here. Come back just as soon and often as you can. Anything else before we come to a close? Not we'll ask everybody seated to stand. As we bow our heads and reverence, press, brother Solly, to pray to dismissal.